myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Think I'll go out to San Francisco. Weather's good there in the summer. But then my physical came back and it didn't look good. So the Mets, they took a chance. Saw the same thing as the Giants. But the Twins say we can look the other way. Two strong teams wanted Correa, but his ankle got in the way. But the twins say, fuck it, we'll still bring it back. They swooped in and made the sign. We'll deal with your ankle next time. Can they win the Central? We'll just wait and see. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It's me, Michael. With me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? That was a story. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I felt like I was listening to the, the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The, no, uh, I try. It's close. It's, uh, it was uh, Four Strong Wins. It's a Neil Young song. <laughs> nice. I just uh, did, did a little tweak up there. But yeah, it's in the, the same little uh, t- telling the story there. So, uh, Well, yeah. I guess I don't need to hear any more about Correa. Steve, Steve <laughs> saying it all, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Man, yeah. So, uh, like, like you were saying, I I'd come up with the song this morning as we were getting ready to do the show, and yep. uh, the lyrics were a little bit different. Mm. And uh, but then you text me and you're like, I want to tweak the song a little bit because it looks like the twins got Correa, and I'm like, son of a bitch. All right, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Remember, la- I think the last show we had, or maybe it was a couple shows where we were pretending like we what were, the twins would we be like Rocco Baldelli. What, remember, they were like, "Do you ever miss us? Do you yeah. ever?" Miss them all, America. Miss Mall of America. Cold spring, uh, spring days. And that, and I think that's what happened. (laughs) Out of some broke back mountain storyline, the (laughs) twins and Carlos Correa can't quit each other. No, they can't. And they're they're back. back. I did not see this coming, Steve. No, I did not either. And I think it's, uh, uh, I, I really do think he went to the place where he could get the most guaranteed money. I think it came down to language with the Mets. Yeah. A lot of, uh, you know, not as much guaranteed. A lot of uh, you have to play X number of games, get X number of at bats after a year and stuff, and it's going to come together on the language. And you know, the Twins came in with their six-year deal and uh, had a little more guaranteed money on there uh, up front. And Correa was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> My, how it has changed. I mean, from December thirteenth of last year, he had a beautiful three hundred and fifty million dollar deal yeah, waiting yeah. for him from the San Francisco Giants. Yep. They did the they did the physical, found out something's not quite right. They didn't really, they weren't really loving it. Yep. The Mets swooped in and stole them for 315 million. But aha, yep. before you sign that deal, <laughs> we need another physical. We need and another they did physical. It. And they thought something's just not here. Yep. Something's just not sitting right. And they sat on it for a while. And that was December 21st. Yep. And then today, January 10th, he lost. 115 million of that deal <laughs> as he signs with the twins for 200 million. 200 million. Wow. It's wild, man. Wow. And for six, for six years. So instead of for six years, yeah, instead of like the, ten, the 10 year contracts, we, uh, I think the giants and uh, the Mets had offered like 10 or 11 or something like that. So, right. 
Right. So I think it's best for both parties. I think yep. that's low risk, high reward potentially. Yep. I, I really want to know what the physicals were showing. Dude, I want to. I mean, I, did he have like a condom with a car stuffed up his ass, like in that one jackass like, thing? Like, like I, I think, you know, when it comes down to, they talked about it on MLB Network. He had like a, a an ankle injury early on in the minors. That right. He got, he got repaired. And did they not think the ankle's stable enough to go the longevity of the 10 year contract or what, you know? So I, I think that's a big thing that could that could have held it up. So I guess, but at the yeah. same, I mean, I guess they looked at it probably from a standpoint like, okay, when he ages, this is going to exactly, get worse. Exactly. But and I, I guess I get that. But you're gonna have a guy that's not even thirty years old yet, and yep. you're basically signing him for what he has done, right. hoping he brings you that kind of success. That's, and the fact yep. that he he has to show up. I mean, the, for two teams to be very and possibly the, the Astros, because the Astros never even competed with any of no, them. They didn't. <laughs> so like, I nope. guess you could say three teams were like, yeah, we're good with it. <laughs> like yeah, you could go, yep. you yeah. know? So. Wow. Man. Wow. I mean, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, do you think it's going to be awkward at spring training with guess who's back? Hello. <laughs> I really love you guys. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Bring it in boxed. All right. Come on, Buxton. Let's go. Buxton sent. Uh, I, I was looking at Instagram today, and he sent this little caption with him slapping hands with with Carlos Correa in the field last year, some game, yeah. and saying that he kind of knew about this deal happening okay. for a little bit now, and it took him a while, to, or it took him, you know, everything not to say it out loud or whatever. But he's glad he has his brother back and all that. And it's like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But at the same time, he would totally sell you guys upriver for a bigger paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. If one of the big market teams where you have a chance of winning now came, came a calling, he would have uh, sold you guys instantly to go, to go there. So, right. So like, like, like if the Mets would have come together and they got the language, he would have just went to New York. And yeah. He called it a day. But I think it mostly came down to the money because yep. The San Francisco Giants, you're not going there to win, no, because where they're at right now. So 350 million. I mean, let's go. Yep. And then the Mets, it's like, well, okay, I'll take a little bit less, but I still want over 300 million. Yep. But if on top of it, you're could be a potential winning team. Right. Great. And then now that you was like, listen, I need to be on a team before I need to be somewhere. Yeah. 23 yeah. season. Yeah. Spring training starts in a month. All right. <laughs> and he yeah, doesn't have a bit. I mean, I mean, it's not like bad on Correa. I mean, look at this. He's getting paid $36 million the first year, $36 million the second year, $36 million the third year, $31.5 million the fourth year, fifth year is $30.5 million, and then he rounds out the year $30 million. He's averaging 30 yeah. to $33 million, I guess. Or th- well, I guess we're looking, yeah, that whole time. So yep. what are we, we're not sad for the guy. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, he's still going to get paid. It's just funny because... You know, I don't see the Twins as World Series contenders, so it definitely came down to how much money can I get here. That's exactly it. You know? And the first two years include an eight million dollar signing bonus, have to be paid <laughs> in twenty three and a half in twenty twenty four. So I don't feel bad for Carlos Correa. I hope he does do good, not as yep. you know, not to where he's gonna shun the Tigers, but right, right, where the Tigers suck ass because of him. But I do hope he does good in that in that division. But just what a clusterfuck for him. It I mean, really what a headache, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I, I think about if, if this had happened the days before social media, it would have been blown out of proportion like it is now. And I don't. Oh, totally. So, you know, because yeah. you know, we got the days of, uh, you know, everyone knows everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just what a, what a cluster, you know, and just in uh, the end, back with the twins, back <laughs> with the twins, back with the twins. And we hope he can stay healthy and for yep. his sake. And I wonder 
I, there wasn't, I didn't see any crazy options. I didn't see, no. I mean, he's going to get paid. I mean, even if he gets injured, I'm sure they're going to pay him. So yeah, the twins really for like, for like seven and eight, seventh and eighth years. If he makes a certain number of plate appearances or something like that. Yeah. It's like 500 and something, yeah. 20 something plate appearances. Right. For however many years, yeah, which is good. I, I you yep. got to put a cap on that, or you got to be able to put some kind of a strings attached to it because you can't right. just guarantee all this money and him yeah. getting hurt and just being a total shit show. Yeah, can't, right? can't give him that Miguel Cabrera contract right there. With all, no, all the I mean, he's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I think people are. It's weird. Mon- the money's higher nowadays, but yeah. contracts are kind of smarter in terms yep. of options, in terms yep. of trade clause, in terms of a lot, right? So. Right. There's in terms of incentives, and that's one thing you don't always see. Sometimes they don't release the incentives, but yep. sometimes they do. And we get to, uh, for it's just a Carlos Correa one. It's like, yeah, let's look at what this contract looks like yep. because yeah. <laughs> how can you trust a guy like this? You know. Yep. But yeah, go, yeah, go it, Correa back with the Twins. Not a, not a bad lineup. Yep. I don't I don't hate. They, it. I, I totally forgot they got Joey Gallo. Hey, Joey Gallo. Yeah, I mean, cat. Catcher. Three years, thirty million or whatever. Old, good old uh, home run or strikeout gala. <laughs> yeah, a lot of swing and miss there, right? Yeah, so, yep. the, uh, they needed that extra power. So I guess that yeah. brings some more home runs in it. But sure. I mean, clearly he's going to be in right fielder DHing. So yeah. Christian Val, uh, Vasquez yep. catching first yep. base, Luis Arias, yep. second base, Jorge Polanco, third pay, third base, uh, Jose Miranda, who yep. in my opinion was probably their best hitter last year. Oh yeah, I agree. Shortstop Correa, left field will be split between Nick Gordon and Alex Kirilov. Okay. Center field Byron Buxton, right field Joey Gallo or Max Kepler, and they'll switch between uh, right field and Good DH. Team. Not bad. And then you got Royce Lewis, who's trying to yep. their former number one pick. So I'm yep. sure he's going to be in the mix this year, and I'm sure second base will look good for him. Second, sh- uh, short, yep. or third. So. Yep. It's all going to come I'm- down to again Buxton stay healthy. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of question marks with health. You know, yeah. So. And uh, but I think they, you know, the AL Central is up for grabs here. It might be the worst uh, division in baseball, which is weird because right there's now. so much talent in it yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, this will be completely different, probably three, two, three years from now. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I think it's right there as one of the worst divisions in baseball. So it's right. all, it's up for grabs for them if they want it. You know, well, the White White Sox have regressed. We'll see what they can do with the new manager. Cleveland's always going to be around because they're Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the Tigers. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna suck. <laughs> wow, and then you got the Royals who are really young. Yep, and led by Bobby Witt, and they're—I yeah. mean—they made their commitment to Bobby Witt, so now yeah. it's like let's put talent around him. Uh, I like a lot of their young, their young uh, pitchers. You got Brady yeah. Singer, Jackson Cower. I mean, there's some good stuff there. So, you know, we'll see how it all comes together for that yeah. for that division. I, I don't hate the division. I actually I yeah. thought it was the weakest last year too. But then you look at it, you're like, wow, a lot of young stars coming up. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they could totally surprise us. I didn't expect the Guardians to be the tops, you know, yeah. in that in that division. But in the long run of things, I mean, the Twins. I think the Twins have a good farm system. I mean, they yeah. got Austin Martin coming up and yep. Royce Lewis and these guys, and Kirilov is trying to find his stride there. So, yeah, t- Twins is promising, and I think the the signing of Correa just shows the commitment that they want to win. So you kind of like to see that, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you, it'll be it'll be fun. Right. Yeah. And speaking of commitment, yeah. uh, right after our show, this happened. <laughs> now, this uh, this happens kind of often where kind of often. we'll do a show, right? And then yep. news will break and we're like, fuck, you know, yep. <laughs> and this happened. I got I, I sat down after editing or I'm sorry, after loading it to, to edit. 
and then it was like blink and the devers thing comes through the raphael devers, devers. extension <laughs> for a crazy uh yeah. what was it 300 313 million or so. 13 million yeah. yeah boston had to do that though they can't yeah. they can't lose everybody they've lost mookie you know they've uh you know they lost bogarts mm-hmm. uh they you know the the they needed to have a, a face and this is yeah the they, you know, they, they've swung and missed so far on trevor story he's not your face of the franchise right now. we just got done with surgery i just oh. got that message oh. earlier today yeah no, is a surgery to fix his uh, swing or right? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's hope here. Let's yeah. hope, yeah. Let's hope it. Uh, no, it's basically um, a UCL, another UCL. Oh, so geez. he's yeah. thought to have it's probably going to miss a lot of 2023 right. with well, his UCL. Have to draft that guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I, but Jeez. I think with Devers, like you said, face of the franchise, they also need the foundation, and he's yep. a foundational piece. I read this article from ESPN and. And they were basically said, why, why did, why did they sign Devers not sign somebody like Bogarts or Mookie Betts and reading it, the, they didn't really have an answer why they never (laughs) signed Betts. They only had an answer why they didn't sign Bogarts. And basically for Bogarts, it was just age Bogarts 30 now. So Devers is like, well, he's much younger. He's like 24. So it's like they wanted to make their commitment to Devers now and wrap him up long-term so that way and get this steve i mean before that happened remember they and this was before the show it came Uh across that they settled arbitration yeah for he ended up getting 17.5 million for 2023 from arbitration and then that's after that they're like now we're going to give you a 10 years 313.5 million so so he gets his arbitration money 17.5 in 2023 and then uh correct then the 10 years kicks in after that that's correct so but there's this is kind of a crazy contract because i looked into it there's no opt-outs and there's no he doesn't have a trade clause in there really so it's basically team control yeah Yeah, which i kind of like i kind of like this deal yep Oh, okay. I mean, what do you think? What do you think long term? What do you uh, think about this? I think it's a great deal. I mean, considering his age and and how great he's done, uh, being so young, I, I I like the deal. It's a great move for Boston. They had to yeah. do something. Uh, if they didn't sign uh, one of these big guys long term, I think uh, they would be laughed out of town. The GM and uh, I think it's it's a great move. Uh, I did not know about the no opt outs and uh, there's there's a no trade no trade clause. This is mm-hmm. very very team friendly here. I would very say. team friendly. So. Very, right. very pleased. Good, good for Boston. You know, they, they need to pretend like, you know, they, 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 you're not Tampa Bay. You're not a small market team. You're in Boston. You're a big mm-hmm. market team. You need to pl- uh, spend and be like you're a big market team. And this, you know, shows that they are doing that. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we're, and we're just getting into the big numbers that he's going to start yep. doing. I mean, he's already started hitting big time numbers. Yeah, I mean, totally. he, he began in 2017 and then now 2022, I mean, you're saying six years already and he's yeah. like 24, 25 and he's already doing like he's, he's hit. I remember his 2019 campaign. He hit 311 uh, total bases, 359, which led the league and 54 doubles, which led the wow. league. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy that can absolutely mash the ball. Home runs 32 in shortened season in the 2020 uh, 2020 at 11 and then 38 home runs in 2021. And then this past year, 27 home runs. So he, you could just see him progressing his strikeouts a little high, but you look at the numbers, even according to uh, even his fielding numbers, Steve, 
he doesn't make very many errors. So you're saying you right, looking at him right now, he's probably the bet one, the top three third baseman in, I'd say in at least the American league. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, silver slugger is going to get, you know, all-stars going to get, you know, hopefully he gets higher in the MVP voting. Cause I think he, he has MVP talent. Mm. So, um, good for Boston. Now start building. Yeah. And you got, you got, you got some nice plug in pieces. You got Justin Turner, you know, so let's, you know, Keep, keep working. You're the Boston Red Sox. Let's uh, let's start looking like the Boston Red Sox again. Yeah, left-handed hitter at that. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I like this that. was a necessary, definitely a necessary move yep. for the Red Sox, and it, it kind of bums me out. And I think it bums Red Sox fans out of who are actually the fans of the Red Sox. Who it's like, wow, why didn't they sign Mookie though? And yep. you you're, you're kind of left wondering that because he was yep. around the same age as Raphael. Yep. Or a little, maybe a little bit older, maybe a year or so older when he got traded, right? So yep. Raphael, I got his age wrong earlier. I said 24, 25. He's actually 26, okay. <clears throat> which is still fucking young. So yep. Mookie Betts was near that age when they were like, oh, we're just going to trade you. And, and this guy already won you World <laughs> Series. He's already been that guy for you. So I think they looked at that like, Whoever, I think the GM, the front office, probably like, we got to get Devers in now and lock him in now. Yep. But they also get an out, too, because it's more of a team-friendly deal. Right, so right. I also get that as well. Yep. Good move for Boston. I like it. I like now, it. with that signing and what they have coming up, they have Tristan Cassis coming up, and they have some they have some good pieces coming up. Now, do you see them competing? Not next this year. I, I don't see them being a big competitive team this year but do you see them 2024 maybe yeah i think so they can keep uh making some moves in free agency you know keep building the foundation blocks i think they can be competitive in 2024 you know get some of the uh younger players coming up through the farm system you know they pretty much had to mm-hmm. rebuild the farm system again after dombrowski uh <laughs> depleted it. It, so yeah. yeah um not this year but i can see them i can, I can see them next year you know hopefully I, make it make it a run at it so but because I, I think a big just so stacked it is. That's what I mean, man. It's, it's so be, stacked. It's and, be the difficult thing, you know. The best you can probably do is get a wild card right now, unless you're really hot to get into the, uh, get the division because the Blue Jays aren't going away. They're young. No. Yankees are definitely not going away because they have Judge locked up and they're going to keep spending money if they have to. Right. Um, Baltimore is just going to keep getting better. Right. Tampa, Tampa Bay, they always shell out a good team. So it's like, good luck. I, I really, I really hope the best for Boston. But yeah, I think they can, you know, they can start competing in 2024. I think. Yankees aside, they're all homegrown teams. Yeah. So I think Boston read that and they're like, listen, we got to keep our homegrown talent, which yep. is good. This is really good. Yep. But they're kind of behind the eight ball right now because the Twins already got to, or I'm sorry, the Baltimore Orioles already have a jump on them. Yep. With going that war out. I mean, their guys are already producing and coming to the majors right. and, you know, becoming that team. So for Boston, I think seeing how they kind of stack up with New York in terms of, popularity, big yep. market, money, how much money they have. Uh, I, I can see what they would do in 2024 is start spending on free agency again. Right Now, yep. I think they were okay letting JD walk, Bogarts walk. They're like, listen, because if you got to look at this Raphael Devers deal, look at it as not only good for the foundation of the team, but also good for other people looking at the team saying, oh, right. they finally have a direction. I know yep. what they're trying to do. They're trying to build around this guy because... He's one of the best third basemen in the league. So yep. they were like, okay, we they have their guy. So come 2024, t- 
teams will want to play with Devers, you know, right. or yep. God, I'm sorry, teams, uh, free agents will want to play with Devers. So I could see them being a, a likely candidate to get some big time free agents in 2024. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Cause I can't see them just trying to build the team from the farm system because no. it's just going to take them too long and no, seeing no, years no. past, they don't have they don't have they don't have that kind of patience like nope. the like uh Baltimore and the, the nope. Blue Jays no, they're, and they're, they're even like Tampa the Yankees, Bay. They're, they're very trigger happy. If we're if we're not back in the playoffs every you know year or so or every couple of years, we're gonna spend our way into the playoffs. Yeah. T- Tigers made a deal finally. Scott Harris made his first big uh big move, huh? Yeah, Soto's gone and uh Cody Clemens. Uh, who all did we get in return for that? We ended up getting Nick Matten, which we got depth pieces, right? So yeah. we, we traded with the Phillies. We ended up getting, we traded Cody Clemens, who was just, I just don't think he was that guy. Um, he might no. be come up with a bat here and there, but yeah, jackability. No, I mean, we very we consistent. We put him in there as almost an everyday player and what he bat like a buck 20. Yeah. That, he's just not uh, big with the bat and he's already 26. Yeah. So I think they're looking at him like, okay. I we want we just want pieces that we know can contribute right now, and that's right. not to take away from Cody. Real quick, Cody was like a legend in college with the yeah. Texas Longhorns, so yep. it's just and maybe he. I do hope he has success. I remember reading some articles about this trade, and they'd always mention Cody Clemens, like, oh, he uh, closed out some games for the Tigers on the mound, and it's like, yeah, but he's not a <laughs> pitcher, guys. So yeah. he's 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 a fielder. So that was interesting. So, anyways, we got regular Gregory Soto and um, Cody sense. Clemens. You know, the Tigers aren't competing this year, so why have right. a, a top-notch closer, so to speak, on, on a team that's not going to be competing? So. Yeah, and we and while everybody looks at him as being this great reliever, <clears throat> um, uh-huh. l- luckily people no, don't know much that he's uh, does, he doesn't pitch below th- uh, three ERA much. He's mostly yeah. like a four-point guy. So. So, so, so now he's just going to be loading the bases for the Phillies instead of the Tigers. Right. So. <laughs> and not to say he was a bad that's exactly it, Steve. Not to say he was a bad pitcher. It's right. just he has a lot of inconsistencies too. And uh-huh. I feel like there's a million Gregory Sotos out there. Yeah. Uh we ended up getting Nick Matten infielder slash outfielder for the Phillies and uh Matt Veerling, which okay. is really good. And then we ended up getting Donnie Sands, who was a catcher in their farm system. Okay. Which I think in their Speed. farm system he was like a 17 prospect. In our farm system, he'll probably be like a 13 prospect. Okay. Not a big time guy. But he's more of a hitting catcher, which we really like. All right. All right. But we we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But the Veerling and Nick Matten were really good. Yeah. I like the additions just because I see what Scott Harris is doing. These guys can play the infield and the outfield. Right. So you kind of see like, oh, he wants players that gives AJ Hinch yes. options, right? Yep. To to mess with the lineup any way he so chooses and not be a detriment to the team. Cause you can't right. really throw scope out in the outfield. He's not no. that great of an outfielder. No. I, th- so, I think we try I think we tried that before. Right. And it was a it massive fucking well. failure. <laughs> yeah. So I think he looks at players like Nick Matten and, and Matt Veerling. And then that trade that they got that Justin Henry Malloy, oh yeah, who can play outfield and he can play third base. So I think yep. I see what Harris is doing. He wants guys who can do a little bit of everything, which yep. that's obviously money ball, which is interesting. So yep. uh, <laughs> oh, I, I guess I want to ask you yep. off the bat. I mean, what were your first thoughts of the trade before I started yapping away about <laughs> no. what I thought of it? Uh, uh, when I immediately, when he got it, I just started telling you, but what did you think of it right off the well, bat? Personally, I, I, I was okay with it. I, I had to ask you a lot. Uh, the first two, the Matten, he was more of an everyday guy, right? With the, the Phillies last year. Yeah. He was in the lineup. I mean, he was kind lot. of the utility yeah. guy. Remember how yeah. Max Muncy was before he became like a right. staple in the Dodgers lineup. He was, he kind of reminded me of like the Max Muncy in and out kind of guy. Right. 
So I no, I, I was fine with it. It was you know, sorry to see Cody Clemens go, but like you said, he's twenty six. Um, he wasn't hit. You know, we gave we gave him an opportunity uh, yeah. th- this past year, and he he swung and missed on it. I mean, he was you know, it was great to have him in the organization. I remember you and I went to his first game with the Whitecaps, and mm-hmm. it was a, a Star Wars night. Yeah, uh, and watched him debut. Um, Soto, like you said. There, there's a there's a hundred Gregory Sotos out there. Yeah, you know he, he he was a good guy at loading the bases. He was like Roller Coaster Jones. He'd load the bases and then get out of trouble. <laughs> Roller Coaster Jones. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Ernie Harwell's nickname for Todd Jones. Yeah, yeah he basically would load the bases and then get out of trouble. You know, so it was good. Uh, maybe he just needs a new new direction here with a with a new staff. You know, on the Tigers, he was the guy in the bullpen. But moving yeah. to the Phillies, he's not going to be the guy, you know, the 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 the, the headliner in the the bullpen. So right. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I, I like what he's doing. You know, we we need help at third base. So Scott Harris is you know plugging some people in that can you know play third base, play outfield. So I, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I'm good with it too. I, right off the bat, I was like, hey, sucks to lose Clemens, yep. Soto. Like like I said, yeah, yeah <laughs> t- whatever. Yeah. But. Clemens, I just it was cool just because I remember watching him in college when he was in college. And I just remember watching him come up through the minors. And I was like, man, there is something there. But it's just it just never came together like we'd hoped. So I I think if you ask more most Philly fans, they think we fleeced them. But I think if you ask Tiger fans, we feel like the Phillies fleeced us. And I think the actual answer to this is it's a good trade for both teams. Yep. Yep. I think both sides will win at this. uh, I think so, too. Yeah, Phillies have a lot of good prospects coming up who will fill that depth that yep. the Phillies lost because Matt Veerling and Matt um, Nick Matten were great depth yeah. pieces, yep. really good depth pieces for that team. Yep. So I think coming into this, I think Cody Clemens is probably going to start the year in AAA and they'll see what he can do. But I think it's with the hopes he can help fill out their bench. And we already know Gregory Soto is going to plug right into there. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious to see with Soto, uh, he'll actually have a decent catcher uh, with uh with- Rumuto calling the shots right. here. Maybe Rumuto can see something and make him a little bit better. But yeah, you know, it'd yeah, be cool to see that. But yeah, best to all. I like this. You know, we're 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 plugging holes. We're getting uh, depth in our system here. So that's what. We yeah. Do. In a nutshell, what I think is going to happen with the Tigers this year, they're going to have a bad year. Oh, yeah. But I think what we're going to find out, Stephen, this year, kind of like we did a little bit the year before last, you're going to see people rise up that we never thought would yep. rise up and be very good. I mean. We're hoping the young guns like Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green yep. and those guys all like like come through for us. And obviously, yep. Mize comes back and Scooble and Matt Manning pitches like we Turnbull hope. And, Turnbull, yeah. right. But I think in the long grand scheme of things, Steve, we're going to find people that you would never thought would be good players become good players. And mark my words, like somebody like Nick, uh, Nick Matten, right? Yep. Somebody like Justin Henry Malloy, they're going to come out of nowhere and we're going to be like, what the fuck? We totally won that trade or oh my yeah. God. Because... This is a, it's kind of like a team when you know a team's bad, like uh, Oakland A's, right? Yeah. So many people can step up in that organization because they're not competing with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for first base or Jose Altuve for second. It's like, dude, you got some scrub out there. Go out there and you you, you just do your skill set. And then it's going to be a good fight in uh, spring training. It's pretty much Baez has his spot and scope, maybe. And then that's uh, a lot of spots are in green. A lot of spots are going to be up for grabs. Oh, I don't even think scope's even safe anymore just because of his age. (laughs) I think you got people like Ryan Kreidler coming up who are going to be, who are looking for it. Even Kerry Carpenter out in the outfield. I don't think Akil Badu's safe. No, God, no. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I, the only person safe in the outfield would be Riley Green. Riley Green and Austin. I think when Austin Meadows starts, Austin Meadows, he's yeah. coming back. And I think I still believe in Austin Meadows and I think that will be good for the organization. But I think um, you're right. Riley Green's about the only probably <laughs> lone safe one. But we're going to see a no-namer step up yep. or somebody who just like, oh, wow, didn't think he'd step up. And maybe a Matt Veerling. We don't know. Yeah. And they're gonna, and we're going to be like total fans of them. I guarantee yeah. that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because we don't have any stars on this team. So it's going to be easy for that person to step up. I mean, you know, go and talk to Pittsburgh or Oakland or some of these shitty teams will be like, oh, yeah, we have no name step up all the time for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. We're used to it. <laughs> right. That's what makes people like Brian Reynolds relevant. Yep. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, man. so we're about two weeks out, right? Yeah. For Hall of Fame. Yeah. Bring some good yeah. news in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, January 24th, uh, MLB Network will be announcing, uh, uh, if anyone has been, uh, voted into the, uh, the Hall of Fame for the 2023 so, Hall of Fame. 20, yeah. 2023 Hall of mm-hmm. Fame here. We already got the crime dog. He, he was in, uh, he's in the committee. He got voted yep. in. So, We'll see if anyone else will join them. It's uh, it's an interesting looking ballot. It is, yeah. Um, Not over the top. I don't see nope. any nothing that stands out. To yeah, be honest, no, no, no one that says this person's going to make it. You know, right? So, um, I mean, yeah, go down the list. I mean, who who are you looking at? Or well, uh, who, who's on here? I mean, we got Scott Rowland. We got Todd Helton. Yeah, we got a uh, a Rod. Right? Is he on there again? Yep. Or is he, yep. Billy uh, Wagner, Gary Sheffield. Yep. Carlos Beltran, I think. Is Beltran on there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. he should be on there. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, look, here's someone that probably will die on the ballot. Jacoby Ellsbury's on the ballot. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go, Jacoby. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. J- Jacoby Ellsbury's on for the one and only time. Todd Helton. Uh, Todd Helton. Tory Hunter. This is Tory Hunter's third year on the ballot. Andrew Jones. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kent. You know. Oh, John Lackey's on here, Mike. Oh, John uh, oh, Lackey. Oh, we got we got party at Naples. Oh, yeah. Here's one. Johnny Peralta. He's totally going to get, uh, get uh, garner some votes, right? Yeah. Uh, Andy Pettit's on the ballot for the fifth time. Uh, Manny's on here for the seventh year, obviously. Yep. Rod, second year on the ballot. Uh, K Rod's on here. Francisco Rodriguez, his first year on the ballot. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to garner much, maybe. Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. Jimmy Rollins. Yep. Uh, um, like I said, Gary Sheffield. Houston Street. Wow. His first year on the ballot. Sixth year for Omar Vizquel. I don't think it's going to have a pretty big guy. Uh, Billy Wagner. Yeah. Jared Weaver, his first year on the ballot. Wow, Jared's first year, yeah. Yeah. Jason Worth, his first year on the ballot as well. So taking a lot of these guys into account, I guess, if you could make your Hall of Fame class, we already got the crime dog in there. Who would would you add to that, if anybody? This is tough. Um, I'm going to go with one where... I don't know if he's going to get in, but I really hope it's uh, Andrew Jones. I really do wow. think Andrew. I really do think Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. And you look at you know the batting average. I know it's you know you're big on the batting average. It's not it's not that good. It's two mm-hmm. you know two fifty four career batting average, but over four hundred home runs, almost thirteen hundred RBIs, five time All Star, ten time Gold Glove Award winner, Silver Slugger winner. Um, you know, just hit hit the ground running with the Braves. He's like eighteen, nineteen years old when he debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think uh, I do think with with the gold gloves he has what it takes to to be a Hall of Famer. My second one, if I uh, if I wanted to put two on there, I'd say Scott Rowland. Uh, I like Scott Rowland. Career two eighty one average, three hundred sixteen home runs, uh, one thousand two hundred eighty seven RBIs, seven time All Star, obviously a champ there. Uh, in two thousand six with uh, with St Louis and all rookie of the year, won uh, eight Gold Gloves and a Silver Slugger Award winner as well. So, um, 
I, I think it's uh, Scott Rowland. It's uh, it's his time, uh, and uh, those would be my two. I'd go with Jones and Rowland. Jones and Rowland. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if honestly, if no one makes it. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's been years where no one makes it. It's kind yeah. of a not a great list. No, it's, not, it's not like a Ken Griffey Jr. ballot or Derek Jeter or Roberto right. or you know, it's like where you know you got a first ballot on there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard ballot to choose from just because yeah. it's there's no, you know, there's no like for sure guys, right? I mean, right. I mean, so I did kind of like a deep dive into this. Oh boy, here we go. The Hall of Fame, and I hope we have the show time, but um, <laughs> it's gonna be a three hour show. <laughs> I, I think the war stat is killing the Hall of Fame. Okay. The war stat, you know, the wins above replacement, that yeah. I think that just it's killing the Hall of Fame because you're seeing guys who are being considered, who probably should never be considered. I mean, the only reason Harold Baines made it is because of the war stat, right? And and that's old news, and I know. But I'm looking at this. So I I was looking at, because I knew, so I saw your picks ahead of time, like Andrew Jones and Scott Rowland. And then I was like, well, what other hitters in Major League Baseball, like, who hit below 300, but they're Hall of Famers, right? And there's there's a plenty. I mean, there's a long Reggie list Jackson, I think, has like one of the lowest average. Reggie Jackson, yeah. Duke Snyder, man. Duke Snyder's right. really down there. I mean, and we're talking like some premier fucking players. And, right. and I get it, right? I mean, it's in a lot of that, a lot of the shitty stuff, like, because I look at somebody like, oh man, who had a, there's somebody that, um, there, there's plenty of players that like, like Willie Mays, he had like a 301 batting average, right? right? And you're like, yeah, that's at the, but see, the reason why their career batting averages dip down, it's usually at the back half, the, the last career. part of their career. Yeah, Willie Mays paid, played for over 20 years or so, I think, right? Right. Years. Yeah. And you can say over half of that, he's always hit over 300. Right. So it's just a lot of these guys like Reggie Jackson and and some of the guys we're naming, it's the back half of their career is like yeah. when they should retire. That really, that that's detrimental to their average and their stats because they stayed maybe too long or maybe they're just old. You know, it happens yeah. to every ball player. I mean, it's understandable some of these things will drop. I mean, look, Brooks Robinson, right? Brooks Ooh, Robinson, yeah. 100 or 300. But I look at Brooks Robinson. Well, yeah, he's going to make the Hall of Fame because he has the accolades. Yep. He he's won World Series, which is he's won World Series, which is great, and and he has accolades, which is good. But I, I'm looking at this dude, and I'm starting to think of like people who got in that probably shouldn't be in right uh-huh. before i get into all that you pick scott Rowland and um andrew jones correct right and, and and both of them are just premier players but i look at somebody like for instance scott Rowland. Uh-huh. scott Rowland has always been a really good third baseman but when i looked at his his career and i remember you and i grew kind of grew up with scott Rowland. yeah we did yeah. he wasn't nolan arenado he i mean no. if you're if we're comparing him to great third baseman i wouldn't even put him in Raphael devers shoes right now mm-hmm. Just because he was never that kind of a guy. I mean, you have a guy that he hit a he hit he had over two thousand hits, but he he hit below three hundred. He only had like he had under three hundred and fifty, under four hundred home runs, mm-hmm. and he's at twelve hundred runs batted in. It's like, man, we're trying to we're like really watering it down. It's like, okay, well, let's look at his accolades. Eight time gold glove, great, but there's like people who are in the Hall of Fame who don't have gold gloves. Uh-huh. You know, and you're like, oh, all stars. OK, yeah, that, that can go kind of weird, too, because sometimes people get sick. So maybe so he was a fill in. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're kind of watering. I mean, the, the, the Hall of Fame as a whole is kind of, you know, watered down. Like even Andrew Jones, like I was getting like a big push, like 232 or I'm sorry, 254 average. I'm like, ick. you know, like, I don't want that, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and uh, 10 time gold glove is the only thing that's really yeah. keeping him relevant. So it's like, yeah, you know, ten, got, 10 straight seasons too. We should 10 straight seasons, which is a fucking feat. It's really yeah. good. But then you're looking, it's like shit. Like my picks are Todd Helton. And I'd get Billy Wagner in there. And then I'm even looking at like Todd Helton stats. Like, and I like Todd Helton. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. But what makes Todd Helton relevant to me is he has over a 300 average. He's hit 316. But then you're like, well, yeah, he's in Coors and everybody can usually <laughs> hit pretty good there. And it's right. like, yeah, but he at least ended his career hitting over 300, 2,500 hits. But then I'm looking at him like, oh, I mean, if I had a vote this year, I would pick Todd Helton just because the average and the amount of hits he had. You know, and you're like, yeah, that's good. But even the accolades, he's only a one-time batting champion, right? I mean, it's yeah. like he doesn't have a lot. The only one I really feel good about letting in would probably be Billy Wagner. Yeah. Just because Billy Wagner, and according to, like, saves, I mean, you're talking about a guy that had 422 saves, Man. right? 422 saves, and then you're like, wow, that's pretty fucking dope. And then on the list of who had the most saves of all time, I mean, the top is Mariano Rivera. And then it goes like Trevor Hoffman, Lee Smith, Francisco Rodriguez, John Franco, and then Billy Wagner. I felt really good. I'm like, wow, Billy Wagner, six most saves in all of baseball in all time. It's like, yeah, the yeah. guy deserves to be in. And he did it in 903 innings where Jeez. people like Mariano Rivera, 1,283 innings. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Billy Wagner could have kept going. I think he retired when he was, what, 37 or 38. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little bit younger. Teams, could... Other teams would have jumped on him. He could have got more saves and, uh, you know, more innings. And, and Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of looking at that. And I looked at, you know, who's had the most strikeouts of any closer. And he ranks within the top 10 of most yeah. strikeouts for any closer. And he has more than Mariano Rivera does in his career. Really? Even. Wow. And Mariano Rivera pitched more innings. So, and he had 652 saves, Mariano Rivera. So I looked at Billy Wagner. I'm like, that's cool. Cause I'm kind of putting him up against the greats, right? You kind of got to look at the ghosts that went before. Right. And you're like, oh, where does he stand? And you're like, oh, yeah, he's had more strikeouts than some of the top guys on this list. Like, yeah. And he did it in less innings, you know, it's like, yeah, let's put him in the hall of fame. So I think, I mean, Todd Helton. Yeah. Cause he hit three sixteen. but then the more I think about it, I think I only would want Billy Wagner in there. You know what I mean? Out of the, everybody in this whole list. And then I started going. So anyways, I went on this deep dive, Steve, you know who I don't think belongs in the hall of fame, Bill Mazeroski. Oh, I never thought about Bill Mazeroski. Did you, he, sounds like he, you had a, Oh, he hit that walk-off home run to beat the Yankees uh, in the World Series, and I think that's the only reason why the guy's even in the way uh, in the Hall of Fame. Let me look up his stats. Like, well, I mean, because I mean, yeah, Bill Mazeroski. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a tough. You know what, Steve? That's a tough one because that's true. I mean, he's not. He never hit over three hundred his entire career. Sixty average, a little over two thousand hits, one hundred thirty-eight home runs, eight hundred fifty-three RBIs. He was a Two-time World Series champion and eight-time Gold Glover. Yeah, so he probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He's yeah. only gotten the Hall of Fame mostly because of because, because of that hit. Yep. And you got to look like, uh, trust me, I love Golden Gloves just as much as the next guy. But yeah. when I look at that, I want to see MVPs. I want to see yeah. multiple. Like when I see a, a pitcher getting the Cy Young more than once. When I see the when I see a um a pitcher leading an ERA, you know, multiple yeah. years and strikeouts, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see. Bill Mazurowski, two times World Series, gold glove, and a 10-time All-Star. And All-Star, to me, doesn't mean that much just because it's kind of a fickle way that, I mean, there was years when every team had to have a representative. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to make it for the Tigers this year? Right. Oh. 
<laughs> like when Gregory Soto made it for the Tigers the last yeah. two years. It's like, yeah, but when the guy's like pitching over 4.0 ERA, it's like, yeah, I uh-huh. guess he was the best one we had, which is sad <laughs> to say. So, you know, when Steve, I was looking at other people who probably are not a great to belong in. This one's going to kind of shock you. I don't think Ozzy Smith deserves the Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 50 not time all-star. Okay. I get it. I fucking get it, man. Right. He's the um, wizard, Mike. He's the it's wizard. It's the wizard. And you look at the gold gloves. But aside from that, aside from that, he was the yeah, NLCS yeah, yeah. champion in 1985. But there's been plenty of people in NLCS. But he just wasn't a fucking hitter. Yeah, I mean, look like, at all those look at all those home runs that he got. Right. I mean, the only reason he has <laughs> the only reason he had over 2,000 hits is because he played for so many fucking years between right. what is it, 1978 and 1996. So he played in three decades. Bitch, yeah. if you're in three decades, and you're, and you're you better get you better get getting like you know, Ricky Henderson stats. Yeah. yeah. So I was looking at the wizard and I was kind of looking comparing him to others. And I'm like, I don't know if Ozzie Smith really belongs, but the war justifies him being in. Right. And the reason why. And I was like, well, why would Ozzie Smith be in? And I think it was the lack of quality shortstops in the National League during the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Because oh. we can name good ones. Alan Trammell. Cal Ripken in the American League, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a lot of uh, really good shortstops in the American League. That's why Ripken and Trammell didn't win as many Gold Gloves. But Smith can roll off thirteen because who 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 was who was there to compete with them? Right, I right. Can't can't actually name someone off the top of my head of a shortstop from the National League in the eighties. No, no, dude, and it's and it's not great. I mean, you're talking about people like Ozzy Guillen from the eighties and nineties, but he was just a, a glove guy. Barry Larkin, who's a, who's a Hall of Famer. If you look at Barry Larkin's stats, I'm sorry, Barry. I don't know if you're getting into my vote either because <laughs> he's he wasn't like this immaculate hitter. He was a he good won that MVP that one time. But see, that's what gets see, bro. That's exactly it. That's what gets him in. And then we're looking at other people like Julio Franco. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about in the 80s um, yeah. of the NL. Uh, uh, step up Tony Fernandez. Like Ooh. if this was the 70s, I'd be totally stoked. But like. Yeah. I'm just, I don't see. And so what I think made him more relevant is was because he was the best shortstop in that time in that league. Right. You know, Ozzie Smith, I'm saying. So, yeah. and I could go all day. I mean, I, I'm, these are hot takes. I Like Ron Santo. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. I don't think Ron Santo deserves to be in the oh, Hall God. of Fame. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, if I, pearls right now, Mike. I mean, if stats alone, like he hit 277, he was under 300 guy. I'm sorry, but if you're hitting under 277, you don't have 3,000 hits. It's really hard to get in the Hall of Fame in my eyes. Now, getting 1,500 runs batted in, boom! I think you're you should be started to be considered, right? Yeah. He's a nine-time All-Star and a five-time Gold Glove guy. What else did he do? That was it, man. I'm sorry. That was it. He didn't Two, do much. 277 average, 2,200 hits, 342 home runs, 1,300 RBIs. The nine-time All-Star won five Gold Gloves. You know what? Let's put him in there. All right? He's good. Yeah, and he got it's the Hall of Very of Good. Vote. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's not the Hall of Very Good. So I'm thinking, you know, Harold Baines is just criminal. <laughs> oh, like, God. I, I mean, you're talking about a guy. I mean, Harold Baines. Everybody loved having him as a teammate, and it's like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Being best friends with people don't get you in. Like, <laughs> like exactly. He was a six-time All-Star, and he won a World Series, but he was a coach. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he won a Silver Slugger Award in 89, but that's kind of it. Right? And then it's like his average is 289. I'll give him that because he's that's better really than a lot of people. And he had 2,800. Yeah. Right. And he had 2,800 hits. But 
Steve, again, we're talking about a thing that spans almost three decades. We're talking yeah. 1980, the beginning of 1980, okay. all the way to 2001. I mean, yeah, he better be getting some more hits than what, you know, and I just and people say, oh, he was a great left handed hitter. I'm just like, I don't see it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a good hitter. Don't get me wrong. But like you just said a minute ago, this isn't the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. I mean, it just totally I mean, I I, I just go on a deep. I just went on a deep dive. Tim Raines. Yeah. Oh, Tim Raines. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tim Raines was a tough one as well. But then you look at Tim Raines. I think Tim Raines had over. Stole stolen bases. Well, that's it. I mean, the stolen bases was, was like his claim to fame, but you know, I mean, he cl- had batted close to 300, but yeah, close you're right. 300. But you're talking about a guy who he's the stolen base leader four times. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give him that because at least he's led that more than one year. Right. Right. But at the same time, you're right. Like 2,600 hits. I mean, this guy played in night since 1979. Why aren't you up 70s, to 3,000? 90s. And if you're a hall of famer. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's like you're kind of dumbing it down and and it's just it's just stuff like that. It kind of bums me out. And you might hate me for this, Steve. Oh boy, here we go. You might really hate me for this. And you might really hate me for this. But I don't know if Alan Trammell I do. But you know what? I, I really I really looked hard at Alan Trammell and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. Alan Trail, I knew that was coming. You were one of the better shortstops in the in the American League at that time. You actually had, had to compete with bigger, better, or bigger shortstops, right? But at the same time, you won the World Series. You were a World Series MVP, which I think is part of that. Which I think that that goes on the resume. Um, you're a four time Gold Glove winner, but you had the three slugger, three time Silver Slugger award, which means you're one of the best hitters yep. in those years. So it's really hard to kind of keep him out of that. But when you look at overall, like his runs batted in. He just got over a thousand. You know what I mean? His hits yeah. for I, I think he got a lot of hits within because you look at it. He played how many years, Steve? Uh, 14, um, 15, not, not, not 19 years, 19 years. Yeah. Yep. You know, I look at that and you're like, oh, man. And you kind of understand why he didn't make it in on the ballots right yeah. away. Yep. It kind of depresses you the more you go, man. If you look at. Hall of Famers. Right. Hall of Famers who batted over 300 or under 300. And there's a lot of them. Right. And then you look at some of the stats, bro, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like Johnny Bench batted under 300, but he had the, the accolades. Right. You know? Right. And, and the stats, yeah. you know, the best so offensive catcher of all time. Exactly. You can't get down. I can't get too hard on the, my 300, but I don't know, man. I was pretty bummed when I was looking at it. I'm like, there's certain people that like don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Like I look at Ozzy Smith. There's heroes and legends, right? Yep. Heroes aren't remembered as much as legends. So right. remember that in Sandlot, yeah, you know, Sandlot, yeah, yeah. they said heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yep. I think there's something to be said for that when it comes to the hall of fame. And it's like Ozzy Smith, I look at, he's a hero, but he's not a yep. legend. Right. You know, I don't even think he's the top 10 greatest St. Louis Cardinal. So Ooh, <sighs> I know, man. That. And I like and the I, wizard. And I like, I like the wizard. You know what I mean? <laughs> But oh, I look at people. We got a caller here on the show. Oh, Ozzy Smith. All right, cool. Let's bring him through. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, oh, uh, uh, uh. But when I look at people like, like Miggy, Miggy has yeah. Hall of Fame stats. Yeah, over three hundred yep. hitter, yep. five hundred home runs career, over three thousand hits. It's silver or uh, you know silver sluggers, triple crown, oh, MVPs, MVPs, World Series champion. And, bro, I get not everybody's going to have that, right? And that's the standard for the greats of the greats. But when we're talking about, and to kind of wrap up my fucking ramble here, 
when we're talking about letting people like roll in and Todd Helton and Andrew Jones potentially get in, it's all because of the war stat. Yeah. And it, and it's really detrimental to the game. It's okay. Not getting into the hall of having a hall of famer every year. Yeah. Yep. You know, because I mean, even Fred McGriff probably shouldn't make it. That was mo- yeah. But you and I talked about why he probably made it was because that was more of a statement against the steroid or people. Right. Right. You know, also so those, those cool heady structural videos that he was part of. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer in my book. <laughs> Mansky, exactly. Baby. exactly. But see, if it, it just kind of bums me out. People like A-Rod, like A-Rod, you had Hall of Fame stats. Yeah, Why did you have to be a fucking Reuter? Barry Bonds, you had a Hall of Fame stats. Yeah. Roger Clemens had Hall of Fame stats. Yeah. Sosa. Yeah. All those Sosa. guys, man. Hall of Raphael Palmero. Palmero. Okay. Yeah. It's just depressing, but yeah, anyways, that's my ramble. Eh, it's a good deep dive. Yeah, so I, I think out of all those picks, I I, I think I, you know I know I had Todd Helton in there as well. Fuck, it. I'm just thinking Billy Wagner, <laughs> just because I know Todd Helton hitting. You know course. what? You talk you talk me out of my picks. Why don't you cancel both my picks? <laughs> <laughs> You've got nobody going. I've got in. nobody now. I just think we're just shouldn't dumb down the Hall of yeah, Fame. We're really I mean? wa- really watering it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's okay not to have anybody in. It's okay. Yeah. Like we're waiting for each hero to get nominated and all right. their come up, you know, it's okay to yep. wait, you yeah. know? So yeah, there's going to be, you know, so you go a year or so where there's, where there's nobody. And yeah. You, you move on, you know, cause you know, Verlander's a hall of famer. Cabrera is a hall of famer. Each is a hall of famer. Each hero, yeah. You know, the, 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 there come time for those people. But yeah. I have to let someone in every year. I like waiting for people to see like Derek Jeter come in. You know, yep. I loved when he got they in. Deserve all it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David Ortiz, those guys had accolades and they had the stats. Yep. Uh, you know, Ortiz didn't have the gaudy stats you want, but he at least right. had over 500 home runs. Yep. Exactly. You know, so anyways, exactly. yeah, that's just where I'm at. <laughs> I, like, I like it. And with that, shall we head on over to Collection Corner? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah. Up for me this week, uh, bringing back Kyle Lewis. Welcome back, Kyle. Uh, he's up $5.23 or 119.41% to a market value of $9.61. Up cards include his 2020 Tops Rookie, 2022 Panini Prism Purple, number 235. Down for me this week is my now non-Hall of Famer, Andrew Jones. Hey. He is down $14.18 or 51.79% to a market value of $13.20. Uh, down cards include his 1996 tops rookie number four three five and his 2001 Fleer tradition number one fifty six. Good ones there, man. Kyle Lewis, do you think he's going to do better with the Diamondbacks? I hope so. I think you know. Again, I talk about fresh starts. Maybe he just needs that uh, that fresh start, a new yeah. new place. You know. Yeah, I, I, so. agree, I can see him tearing it up in the desert. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He can stay 100%. healthy. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. You, you want to hear about a? Um, before I say my picks, you want to hear about a? cool card i picked up always yeah i uh so i was still, doing still doing those breaks yeah yeah so i was on the whatnot app and um so i was like oh let me spend i got some of my novel money in so i was like oh, oh let me spend some cat and we get some cards <laughs> so <laughs> i was cats. uh so i was getting some cards and some good ones good breaks you know nothing over the top but there was this one somebody and it, I never got it. Somebody ended up, they got the Nationals. It was a 2022 Nationals. And then, and they ended up getting a Juan Soto out of that. And uh, 
it was cool, you know, before he went to the Padres, yeah. and it was a quick pitch one, and it was an autographed, and it was like okay. 101 or some shit like that. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Man, and that thing's going for two, 3,000 on eBay. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. So I was like looking at these quick pitch cards. Uh, they're mosaic. Mosaic puts them out. And I thought, man, I, I really want one of these cards. These are really cool, but they're just super expensive. I'm like, well, which ones aren't like super expensive? Um, and there, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of them, but when I say not super expensive, I'm talking about like $300, $200. Right, right. And I was like, yeah. ah, I don't want to spend something on that because I don't really know that true value. But I, I've been starting to collect some Jazz Chisholm cards lately because okay. I love a lot of his cards and I really like him as a player. Yeah. Um, and I think, he, you know, spoiler alert, I think he's going to do really good for fantasy. So well, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, set, shortstop, second base. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, he's good, man. So, um, I was like, let me find a quick pitch one. So I found a quick pitch of his and it was up $300 or something. So I just did the, you know, where you could just make an offer. Yeah. I was like 75 bucks and he, <laughs> the guy accepted it. And I was Are like, Are you oh, serious? Let's oh, go. nice. Let's go. But I ended up getting it for like 75, 75 bucks. <laughs> For a quick pitch, sweet fuck. He has a really cool autograph, and it's okay. a really like nice picture. You know, it's on the left side, and then he he just got done throwing a ball and the baseball, and then there's like a white box, and then it has a signature in it, and then it yeah. has like quick pitch in gold, and it has like kind of like a color spread on it. It's really cool, man. Like it looks like a, like a sunset. It's really cool. Yeah, it definitely nice. fucks. So <laughs> definitely, I was like, it fucks hard. Yeah. So um, that was my big card i got recently and yeah yeah so anyways i'll get to my picks uh <laughs> up for me is riley green up 19 dollars and 68 cents yeah. that's an 82.21 percent increase market price right now sits around 43 dollars and 62 cents uh nice. last three best cards that you can get are his 21 2021 leaf metal draft silver mojo his 2019 bowman draft and his 2022 tops debut card it's Ooh. like an aqua parallel it's really cool nice. looking uh down <laughs> Surprise. So speaking of uh Todd Helton. Todd Helton took a dramatic hit, $47.20 decrease. Ooh. That's a 77.49% decrease, which that's mostly his rookie stuff. Um to date his market value is $13.71. My uh, mighty fallen. Yeah. Uh his 01 Fleer Platinum Lumberjacks number 16 is 98 Skybox, which is a pretty sweet card, and his 93 tops traded rookie card, number 19T. So those are all the ones that uh, you should be looking at. Okay. Shall we uh, get the candles out, celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I I noticed I did Willie McCovey last year, so I wasn't going to do Willie McCovey again this Mm. year. So it's a happy heavenly birthday to Hall of Famer Harry Wright, born on January 10th, 1835. Uh, Harry really was uh, put in the Hall of Fame because of, his contributions to baseball, not as much as a player. Uh, he assembled, managed, and played center field for baseball's first fully professional team, the 1869 Cincinnati Red Stockings. Go. He is credited with introducing innovations such as backing up infield plays from the outfield and shifting defensive alignments based on hitters' tendencies. Uh, debuted uh, MLB debut in 1871, last appearance uh, 1877. Career MLB statistics, 272 average, 222 hits, 111 RBIs. So over 1,200 wins as a manager. Uh, he played in the National Association of Baseball Players for the New York Knickerbockers from 1858 uh, to 1862. Then the Goth- Goth- Gotham of New York, 1863 to 1865, and the Cincinnati Red Sox in 1866 to 1870. And then was an MLB player for the Boston Red Stockings and the Boston Red Caps. Uh, Induction of the Hall of Fame, 1953, out of the Veterans Committee. Trivia, in 1869, Wright became the first to make written mention of the seventh inning stretch in a game he watched. So 
So happy birthday <laughs> game? to Harry Wright. He, wa- he, he was a watcher. Yeah, he was a watcher. <laughs> so happy birthday to Harry Wright. Oh, Harry Wright. Oh, Harry Wright. Yeah. Dug that one out of uh, left field right there. So, yeah, happy birthday to him. These were getting the old, the new oh, thing. Well, that's we it added. for us. We'll see you. Right. The new thing we added for the offseason, yes. anyways. Um, the question of the week. Okay. So, this week it's a multiple choice, Steve. Oh, boy. Multiple choice. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready for it? Um, uh, ready as I'm going to be. Let's do it. All right, Steve. Who is the only pitcher to have 3,000 career strikeouts in less than 3,000 career innings pitched? Is it A, Nolan Ryan, B, Randy Johnson, C, Juan Marichal, or D, Pedro Martinez? Oh, so they got to the 3,000 mark in less than 3,000 innings. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. Ryan Johnson, Marichal, Martinez. Uh, give me Pedro. That's a winner. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll see you, what, Pedro. What made you think of Pedro? Just because I remember that he was so dominant in like the, the late nineties and the early two thousands. And when he was really getting into his groove, I was like, I feel like it, it was, he, he got there the, uh, in less than 3000 innings. So, yeah. Yeah. Good one, man. You know, because First, Randy Johnson, if you remember early on in his career, he was so uh, so wild that uh, you know he wasn't really racking up strikeouts till later when he probably had a lot more innings. That's and, right. So, so yeah, hunch told me to go with Pedro. Pedro, it is. All right, there we go. I'm on the board. Yeah, on the Let's board. All right. And with that's that, that's a choice. fucking show. That is a show. Woo. As always, everybody. Thanks uh, for following us. Thanks yes. for listening to us. Fucking love it. It's been yeah. uh, kicking off the year pretty hot right now. Got some good shows coming up. Shit. I mean, we'll be talking fantasy within. For, we're talking fantasy. It's almost time for our, our top uh, top tens. We do top ten, top fives and positions, right? Should yeah, that's that coming time, up right? soon. Yeah. yeah, we got our uh, the draft. Uh, well, that's a little bit later, but we have. Uh, boy, we're talking a lot of stuff. I mean, we're talking. What uh, teams like what? What uh, now that the free agency and off season's over, who's going to yep. be like our updated power rankings? Yep. And yep. man, there's a lot of shit to kind of go over coming yeah. up. So I can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. Got the got the jammies on. It's about bedtime, right? Yeah, you got yep. your old night shirt on. Got the night shirt on. Just need to get a nightcap. We'll be good to go. <laughs> fucking go. Yeah. That's yeah. another talk for another time, my yes, friend. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. The 1860s called. They want their night shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so Ebenezer Scrooge called the yes. once. Oh yes. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys all next week. Deuces. Mm-hmm.